For those of you who don't know, my name is Aaron. I'm one of the, uh, the elders or pastors here at Calvary Chapel, Crook County. Uh, and I am the sole uh, pastor here this week. Uh, Rory and Kevin are gone at a conference in, uh, uh, a missions conference in Alabama. So uh, awesome, a David Platt conference. We're excited about that. And, uh, and so I'm the, I'm the lone guy holding up the fort. Uh, Chad's in Lapine. Uh, Blaine couldn't be here either. So, uh, so it's just me. Uh, and, uh, and Adam Barney, who's uh, going to be actually uh, going to be speaking today. And uh, I'm going to just let you guys um, uh, know, uh, there are no announcements. I was going to get up here to do announcements, and uh, I looked up here, and it was talking about a women's retreat. Uh, and so, but all you ladies who went know that that happened this weekend. So these are clearly from last week. Um, so uh, just uh, um, a few words about, uh, about Adam before, uh, he, uh, before he gets started. Um, just what a privilege it is to, uh, to be watching this guy. Uh, and as a leadership team, we have, um, uh, many of us have been investing in Adam's life for a long time. Uh, and, uh, and, and that's uh, been a great pleasure. I've had the, the, uh, the pleasure of having Adam in multiple seasons of, of, uh, of core groups and uh, other ministry. And, uh, and, and just been a, a, an amazing thing to watch uh, our church, our little church here at Calvary Chapel, Crook County, continue to grow, uh, and to watch, um, I, I just look at Adam as an example of a, of a changed life, of somebody who Jesus just gets a hold of us, uh, and when he does that, um, it, it's an amazing thing to just watch where that, where that leads, and I think if you would have asked Adam a few years ago, uh, <clears throat> he had always expressed an interest in, in leadership, but if you'd asked him, do you imagine yourself ever being up here on a Sunday and speaking before uh, the church, I think he would have said, you're crazy, no way, uh, but what a, what a privilege it is when God says, no, I've got, I've got plans for you. And, uh, and he puts those into, into motion. So um, without further ado, uh, I'm going to turn it over to Adam, who's going to be sharing a little bit about, uh, about his life and his story and his testimony with you guys today. So, Adam? Uh, good morning. Good morning. Um, used to doing maybe some announcements up here. Probably is not going to be that short-lived today. So uh, I, I want to start, you guys, this morning. If anybody would like a Bible, uh, you can raise your hand. We get some of those passed out to you. Uh, I'd like to start uh, this morning reading some scripture out of Revelation chapter 3, verses 15 and 16. Verse 15 says, and this is Jesus talking, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Let's, um, let's pray for this morning's scripture. God, thank you uh, for this morning, Lord. Thank you for your, uh, your power, who you are, God. I just pray that you would um, speak through me, Lord, with your Holy Spirit, that you would prepare the hearts in this room to hear. God, you've brought them here. You've brought me here. You've, um, you've been in this, Lord, and so we thank you for that. We just ask that um, you continue to be in us, that you would be glorified this morning. We ask this thing in Jesus' name. Amen. 
So, um, a little bit about me, really quickly. Uh, born and raised in Pryanville, uh, I grew up in the church. I grew up uh, in the Lutheran church down the street, actually. Um, I knew who Jesus was. Um, I knew about God, and Jesus was the Son of God, and you know, I knew there was a Holy Spirit, and I went to Sunday school, and um, knew the story of Abraham and Isaac, and uh, knew about Noah and the flood, all the animals, uh, knew that Jesus was born of a virgin, married to a guy named Joseph, um, and that Jesus was even crucified on a cross. Um, but they were just like stories to me. I was, man, maybe five to like 15, that range. And so it was just, yeah, these, these are great stories. And, um, but, but that's, that's all they were. It was a fairy tale to me. Um, I was even baptized actually in the Lutheran church, um, as a, as a young boy. And, but there was there's no that wasn't an outward um, profession of an inward confession at all. What we see baptism as in Scripture. Um, fast forwarding to high school, uh, I was 18, just about ready to graduate, and we were um, coming in off of the football field for from daily doubles. If anybody's ever had daily doubles, you know that it's not very fun. So. Um, I, I, we come in and we're having a conversation amongst the guys about um, about s- passing away, about somebody somebody had passed away, and so uh, I made the comment of, uh, you know, I'm not really worried. I know where I'm going when I die. And and a buddy of mine that uh, that loves the Lord, he he said to me, "Oh, really? Well, where's that?" And I remember thinking what? Like, why would he ask me, like, where I would go? I mean, it's, it's, isn't it obvious? I'm dying. I'm going to heaven. I mean, that's where people go when you die. Um, I mean, the Lord needs another angel, and I got a halo right here, you know? So, I was just, I was appalled. I was just like, what? Like, we, we know that God knows how to get to us. We know he knows how to love us. He knows what we need to be loved. Most of you uh, are parents, and you know how to love your children. Um, God knew how to get to me, and that was those kind of questions. It drove me crazy. I was just like, "What?" Like he, my my friend came out to the the field. We were middle of summer cutting hay, and he came out for a couple of days and shared the gospel with me. And it was. It was out in a field. Uh, I accepted Christ just before the evening practice, actually. We were getting ready to head in, and, and I asked Jesus into my heart, and uh, I was saved. And after I was saved, there were little parts of me, even, even going into it, was, that I was unwilling to surrender. It was like, yeah, I, this is great salvation. I, I'm, I'm with Jesus now, but this part of my life... I'm, I'm just going to hold on. It's, it's mine. I'm going to hold on to that. Um, I was just, I was like this one foot in, one foot out. Just like, 
yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence here. I'm, I love the Lord, sure, but I'm also, I got friends, and we like to do what we like to do, and at 18, that's usually not very good things. Hello. Um, if that ain't Jesus calling, hang it up. Um, I heard that on a movie. I always wanted to say that's great. That's cool. Um, all right, let's go home. This, this is great. Um, I, uh, I gradu- so I graduated. I headed off to college. I got plugged in uh, with Campus Crusade for Christ, um, an on-campus ministry, non-denominational. Um, but all the meanwhile, still one foot in, one foot out. Um, after I graduated from college, I felt led by the Lord to come back to Primeville. I changed my major in college probably four times or something. Uh, went from criminal justice to teaching to coming home and being a farmer. So <laughs> I don't know how I got there, but um, the Lord brought me home here. Um, I followed after the Lord for a while after moving home, tried to get kind of plugged in. I actually went to Calvary and was over by um, Arctic Circle. I found myself quickly falling to the temptations of this world. Uh, what it has to offer is, you know, to me was my old friends uh, and a relationship that was engulfed in sin. I'd never really fully submitted to the Lord, I don't think, or to the will of God. I was always, like I said, one foot in, one foot out. For about 10 years, I spent weekdays in a relationship with a girl that was saturated in sin. Nothing about it was based or focused around Jesus, not even the occasional church attendance uh, for cleansing my conscience. It was all focused around the desires of my flesh, what I wanted. About the last five of those ten years, I spent weekends living the life of a drunkard. I couldn't see past the present time. I was just living for the kingdom of Adam. I'd been in unrepented sin so long, I stopped hearing and feeling convictions from the Holy Spirit. I was numb to sin. I, so I found myself being like what we read this morning in chapter 3 of Revelation, lukewarm at best. Um, chapter 3, verse 15 of Revelation, we read this morning, Just it says, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. We see a description of hot in the Bible in Romans chapter 12, verse 11 through 13 says, Not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. Then we have cold, which obviously the opposite of hot. We see Jesus describe a very cold place, uh, just where this coldness would lead to. And 
in Matthew chapter 13, verse 42, it says, I will cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Describing a place, um, like I said, that, that, that cold leads to. Verse 16 of that goes into probably my favorite part of the verse uh, of that set. And it says, So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. A pretty descriptive word. Um, You know, when our bodies take something in that we don't like or don't approve of or maybe disagree with or maybe it even disgusts us, our reaction uh, is we want it out. We want it out of us and down the toilet. which is not a good place to be when it comes to God and his body of believers. Vomit it out. That is, um, that's a scary picture, uh, scary thought, to be vomited out of the creator's mouth. Um, just 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 21 through 22 says, For it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it, to turn to the holy commandment delivered to them. But has happened to them, according to the true proverb, a dog returns to his own vomit, and a sow, having washed, to her wallowing in the mire. I accepted the Lord at 18. I told you guys that. I, I knew the way of righteousness. Uh, I was like the dog and pig returning to the world of vomit and manure to wallow in it. I desired worldly relationships and self-centered, self-glorifying things. I didn't crucify the old man. Galatians chapter 5, verse 24 says, And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. I was like more like the people in James 4, chapter 4, Chapter 4, verse 4, it says, Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever, therefore, wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 through 17, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of of the eyes of pride of life is not from the Father, but it is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. Matthew 6.24 says, Nobody, no one can serve two masters. For he who will hate one and love the other or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You can't serve God in money. We cannot serve Jesus and the world. We're either hot or we're cold. Romans 6, 16. Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or obedience, which leads to righteousness. So I was a slave to sin. 
and that leads to death. Um, as I studied this past couple weeks, um, I became very thankful to the Lord for chasing me and protecting me and loving me. He's so gracious. Had I, had I died four years ago, man, I, I just don't know where I'd have spent eternity. Sure, I professed to be a Christian, to know Jesus, but I was bearing no fruit. John chapter 15, verse 1 says, and this is Jesus speaking, I am the vine, you are the branches, and who abides, he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they, are gat- and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. For many, you can be lukewarm and not act any different. Maybe you go to church and read your Bible, or maybe you even tithe and give resources, money and resources to the church. But there's still that one area of your life you withhold from the submission of Jesus Christ. You're still living for your desires, your values, your dreams, and yourself instead of living for Jesus. Think about where you are today. Maybe you're hot, chasing after the Lord. Praise God for that. Or maybe you're like I was and lukewarm. Will lukewarm just as well be cold? Because like cold people, you don't understand who God is or how much he loves us. Romans 5.8 says, By God, But God demonstrates his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We're still sinners and enemies with God. And he sent his son to die for us. Not a fairy tale, not a good story. A real man named Jesus, crucified, spit on, nailed to a cross for you and for me. About four years ago, the Lord took away the relationship that had no signs of him in it, a relationship that I'd idolized for part of my life. I'd not submitted to the Lord in so many years. I found myself at a place of complete brokenness. I knew I had come to a crossroad. Repent of lukewarmness or continue down this path 
of destruction and self-gratification. I knew that to repent was to turn 180 degrees from the way I was going. I confessed sin to the Lord and took a step towards God by getting plugged in at Calvary. Uh, when they moved back here, Rory was the, was the new pastor. Uh, I thought, oh, I'll come check it out. And I haven't looked back since. Repentance is not an apology or, uh, or a confession of sin. Repentance is a movement away from a lifestyle and toward Jesus. It's, it's an action. The, uh, the parable of the lost son, I, um, I'm sure some of you have heard it. Just cruise through that real quick. Um, a, a guy has two sons. And the younger son says to his dad, he wants his inheritance, wants to, wants to take it now. Um, and so his dad divides up his livelihood and gives to his son uh, half of the inheritance. So a few days later, he gathers all his things, and uh, the younger son travels to a, a far-off country. And there he wasted his possessions uh, until they were all gone. Spent his whole inheritance, all of it. But when all of it was gone, he then comes this famine on the land. And he began to need, like, I don't have any money, I can't buy any food, I'm hungry, I need to do something. And... So he joined himself to, it says, a citizen of that country. And he, um, and he sent, the citizen sent him into the fields to feed swine. He would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods, the pea pods he's feeding these pigs. He's thinking, I'd eat those in a second. But no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he thought, man, how many of my father's servants have more food than they need, the food they're throwing away? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die of hunger. So he thinks, okay, I'll get up, I'll, I'll go to my dad, and I'll say to him, I'll confess this sin, right? Um, I'll say, Father, I've sinned against you, against heaven. Like, forgive me. And I'm I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Just just make me like one of your hired guys. I can eat. Just make me like one of your hired men. That's, That's what I'll shoot for. And so, right here, we see the repentance. And it says in verse 20... That he rose and went to his father. The action. He gets up. He goes to his dad. He goes, I'm repenting. I'm going down this path of starvation, of, of walking away from my father, of not being frugal, no diligence. And I'm going back. I'm going back to, 
to my father. And it, and it finishes out, but when he was still a great ways off, his father saw him and had compassion. He ran, fell on him, and kissed him. And, and it's, it's the picture, this is a parable Jesus gives us. It's a picture of repentance. We repent and God blesses obedience. James chapter 4 verse 7 says, Therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Double-minded in here, I was looking it up, had to throw a little Greek in. Um, the Greek word for double-minded is pronounced dipsehos, meaning divided interest. So it's like this, I'm saying, it's one foot in, one foot out. Through, throughout Scripture, we see the Lord blessing obedience. Rea uh, repentance is, is an act of obedience. The Lord has taken me on some pretty incredible journeys. Um, about two years ago, one Sunday morning, he brought to me, <clears throat> this is the good stuff, um, he brought to me something, um, he brought to me the wife I'd been praying for. Her family uprooted from California and landed in little old Primeville. So right on our front door. We met... Um, we, we met and we're married in nine months and now um, we're expecting our first little girl um, as much as much as I love my wife And as much as I love this baby, my love for God is so much more. Because without God, I'd have nothing. I'd be cold. And I'm running out of notes um, <laughs> quickly. Um, we have uh, communion set out this morning. We're going to be done way early. Um, 
so you'll be able to enjoy the day. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where the middle of the section of this went, but it's gone. So, um, <laughs> my stopwatch at home must be broken. Um, so we have communion today, so when we're going to have the worship team come up in a minute, like it's that short, um, and uh, when you take the elements back to your seat, I want you guys, I just encourage you guys to examine your hearts and, and just say, man, where am I? Am I, am I like the hot chasing after God? Or that it speaks about in Romans 12? Or, or am I cold? Am I lukewarm? I, do I have sin that I'm not willing to repent of? Do I have an area of my life that I'm desiring to hang on to? I can tell you guys, I speak from experience, and repentance is so sweet. A life following Jesus is so worth it. So, um, if the worship team is in here, let's come forward. Uh, Tammy can close in. Probably an extra, throw an extra one in there if you want. Um, and... Uh, We'll spend some time uh, at your seat with the elements praying. And uh, let's worship the Lord together.